0: Hey Geekscape, i like my good friend Kim Coates on the show. Uh, he's talking about his brand new film, Neon Lights. It's available right now on
1: VOD. So let's talk to Kim about it. Kim, how are you, man? What's going on there, sailor? <laughs> I mean, if I don't have one technical difficulty in my day per day, then it's not a good day in my life, bro. You're not pushing hard enough. I'm just not pushing hard enough. Like, no, like I've been up since 6 a.m. I'm not complaining, but I've been up since 6 a.m. with, with interview after interview after interview. And most of it's been on Zoom. And, of course, you're, you're special, Jonathan. You've got this wacky whatever thing you, you're on, Google Chrome, whatever, whatever. Look at me. I'm figuring it all out. You can hear me all right, right? Yeah, I can Yay. hear you great. Yeah, I think the thing is, like, if we're really in, like, a simulation
0: and let's just go there Yes, if we're in a simulation there. yeah and it kind of it kind of refers to the idea of this film neon lights and in what is reality what is not reality with no spoilers kids uh you are just doing your part in pushing on the simulation like this whole technical difficulty thing is just you pushing against that that fabric of like
1: all right let's try and break it sure sure that's that's cool no, that's fine. Yeah. I can pay you 10 percent, Jonathan, if you want to help me out for the rest of my life when it comes to technical difficulties, because you certainly sound like, you know, what you're talking about
0: enough mess ups and you finally find the path that you're supposed to take. I think that's, the, uh, that's, that's like it's all, that's life. It's though. all good, man. It's all good.
1: So have you, seen, have you seen the trailer? Have you seen the movie yet? I know
0: I, I, I saw this movie, Neon Lights. Okay, good. And I don't want to spoil it for the Geekscapists, but y'all have like a horror trailer for Neon Lights. So when you watch this thing, you're going to see like the dragging of an axe. You're going to see some horror imagery. Yeah. I got to tell you, Geekscapists, don't just go in thinking it's a horror movie. So if you're a horror fan, this might appeal to you too, because ultimately it is a movie about like unresolved trauma, I think in a larger sense. When you think about it that way, I think this is a movie that that's it is. No,
1: that's horror. no. I think that's very true. I think you know me and Dana Abraham and Ruse Hadari the director. We talked about this, and Brenna Coates, my daughter, who's also starring in this thing. Before we did all the press, we said, "What do we? What do we say this? This movie is like what? What? How do you? How do you put it in one sentence or not?" And we all came up with, you know, what it is a psychological thriller slash horror. Slash mental health recipe of a good movie. I mean, this this thing is, uh, you know, when I read this script, Jonathan, it, it took me two or three reads to really convince myself I pretended to know what it was about. I pretended to know how to play this guy. Like, I didn't have a clue. And when I talked to Roos Bay and I talked to Dana because the writing was so fascinating to me in a way. I'd never played a guy like this before. Um, you know, Denver Kane, he needs to be... Charming, charismatic, methodical, evil, um, beautiful, um, caring, not caring, and you've seen the film I mean I really can't talk a lot about Denver Kane, but what I can say is he's he's woven throughout the entire script he's there when he's supposed to be, he's not there when he's not supposed to be and it's it's scary as shit, and it's it's an incredible. Mental roller coaster ride that people are not going to soon forget.
0: What's scary about it to you? Because I think I think that the the movie that I saw last night was my first read. Yeah, right? and I'm watching it, and I'm like, "What's this about?" And I, and I can understand why you then immediately reread it because that last scene, and when the pieces fall in place, you want to go back and see how those pieces were laid out and set up for you for so the dominoes to fall. Um, so I get that. Uh, what was the job you had in both as a producer too in the edit room and you know sure working with everybody in not giving too much and trusting an audience trusting your collaborators to say hey this is enough for them to pick up the the clues
1: yeah no great question and i want to answer that first one first you said what was scary about it for me Mm -hmm. and for me what makes this movie so different and speaks to me at a different level when it comes to mental health is the trauma that, that Dana Clay Armani, the character he plays, the trauma that he goes through as a kid, as a young boy, and then growing up to be this successful giant tech tycoon, and then to lose it all and somehow try and struggle with his past or struggle with his siblings and try and uh, come together as a family and have Denver uh, woven through this entire story the way that, uh, that, the way that my character does. What, what I found scary about the whole thing is what it must be like for kids to have trauma, to have massive, massive childhood, early adulthood trauma from a parent, from an uncle, from an aunt, from somebody who, who, who should give them love and doesn't, or the love is misconstrued or, or, or whatever. And Dana Abraham, when he wrote this thing, I mean, this was a a kind of a, a written through COVID like Sorry, man. I don't know what the fuck happened. You're pushing on that matrix. Yeah, okay. Whatever you say. It's pushing
0: back a little bit. Don't sweat it, man. All
1: right, man. Anyway, we were talking about, you know, this movie about trauma and the drama of trauma and what Dana wrote about uh, during, during the whole COVID experience. He wanted this to be a very COVID-friendly movie. There's only eight people in the film, as you, as you saw. Um, the house itself has a character itself. The whole estate is really a character all into itself. The music's unbelievable. We shot the thing in 15 days. And uh, he came so prepared. Ruth's Bay came so prepared. Uh, me and Brenna and the rest of the cast came so prepared. I, I just can't believe that we're getting all this press from such a sweet little film that needs to be seen and it's starting today, everywhere. Video on demand, it's everywhere. And
0: like, what would you say would be like the best case scenario for somebody watching this film, what they get out of it, what they think about?
1: What is it? The best case scenario for this film, for anyone who who, who wants to watch it, is that they, they were along for a ride. Mm-hmm. A real mental ride. It's called Neon Lights for a reason. Um, you know, Brenna, Brenna Coates, who plays the, the psychiatrist, my daughter, she can explain this better than me, but in our brains, in our craniums, There's all kinds of colors going around in the lower part of the brain. And neon lights, when Clay takes his his siblings, his sister-in-law, back to the home, his niece back to the home, everyone has a particular room. Everyone has a particular color of room that is meant just for them. So somewhere, and we don't know this yet as an audience probably, but when you're watching the film, you're going, well, that's kind of weird there's pink, there's red, there's green, there's blue. Like, what does it all mean? Well, you can talk about what it all means when this movie is all over because everyone had their own particular room because of the feelings that Clay Armani has in his head pertaining to each family member and him growing up in a certain lifestyle that, that, was, uh, that was his because of his father, Denver Kane, and because of his, his brother's uh, things didn't, didn't perhaps turn out as well as he wanted them to. But um, it's a a hell of a ride, man. It really is. If if you watch this movie, you may want to watch it more than once.
0: You want people to go to therapy?
1: Sure. I think it helps. Therapy's great. I think
0: every Geek Scape should be in therapy.
1: Yeah, man. Therapy's amazing. It certainly worked for Mm -hmm. me. We should all be in therapy. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I
0: think what I found engaging about the film was the unreliability of the narrator of the protagonist and what is reality, what isn't reality. And you start that guessing game at the very beginning, especially with your character who is glibly mm-hmm. cricketing him a little bit and saying, "Hey, like, like this is <laughs> this is the lane, and you're going to do great." And then we we kind of start wondering if that's just in his head. But ultimately, when you start interacting with other characters in the film. Those lines blur, and you're like, "Wait, wait, wait! I, 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 had already decided this guy was only in his head, but now he's talking to the other characters. What is happening?" And uh, Geekscape is—you just got to watch this Neon Lights movie to know what we're talking about, because otherwise, you'll be uh, a bit confused. But we like Kim, and we'll support him. And we're definitely going to watch this movie, and he's producing this one, and his daughter's in this one, so more reasons to uh, to watch this one. And
1: yeah, you know, and, and you remember Jonathan? And sorry to cut you off no. there, but you remember back in, in 2020 when. When the world was changing because of covid and people had to be locked in and they couldn't leave and oh wait a minute we all need to be you know vaccinated which we certainly did and do and and shall and hopefully you're following science and doing the right thing and we're all trying to be kind with one another these kinds of movies came out of that i mean they're very very COVID friendly we were tested every day we had masks on We had shields on we were we were doing the right thing we were trying to make movies in a world that was changing right in front of us you didn't know the end game on it
0: like you didn't know
1: when the re- when yeah. release
0: valve was going to get lifted on Not this. a clue.
1: Exactly. Exactly right. So, so for, for this kind of a movie to hit such a home run and be released and have E1 distributed this thing and have such belief in it. And, and like you said earlier, is it, is it really just a psychological thriller? Is there a bit of horror? Is there, is there flashbacks? Is there, are people real? Are they not real? Is it in his head? Is it not in his head? These are all great questions. That people, when they see the movie, are going to ask themselves, and, uh, and they are, and they have. I mean, we had an opening in Hamilton, Ontario two weeks ago for the world premiere, and you couldn't get a seat. There were 700 people, and, and the reviews are coming out now, and they're mostly just, um, just amazing. And we shot the whole thing in 15 days, and we had an L.A. premiere on, on Sunday, and that was huge. And I'm talking to you like, and <laughs> talking to people all day about it, so that's fucking huge. You're off the charts! Thank you, sir. So I figured this whole tech. Are thing you gonna be out. at
0: Comic Con next week with this whole thing?
1: Okay. I'm not. We have, we have a booth no, there. We could
0: promote the movie. We could you could do whatever the heck you want.
1: Well, that's sweet. No, no Comic Con for me. Yeah. I've been doing press all day yesterday, all day today, and it's gonna get out into the ether now. And and you know these, that's how people see these movies by video on demand and 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 it's on Apple TV and. uh Pretty excited for people to watch it and, and, and garner their own thoughts about yeah,
0: it. and anytime you're down there, let's get you on the, at the GeekScape booth to promote whatever I you got. I love it, man. I'm, I'm, how are you, you doing, bro? How, I'm good.
1: How's I just had thing. the whole you COVID. Mean, it's going good, right?
0: Like I, I had COVID like yeah, last week. Yeah,
1: how'd it go for you? You all uh, right? Yeah, I feel good. You look good. You I got great. up
0: early this morning with you, and, and I shot some baskets and getting back into good the running you, and stuff. And yeah, This is jockscape after a while,
1: not just GeekScape. Um, no, but, everybody's yeah. gonna get it. Everybody's gonna get it eventually in some I think form. So. I hope it. I hope it goes well for the people who do are still gonna get it. They think they're not, but they will eventually. And 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 hopefully we'll we'll just stay safe and safe and safe and smart and and, together and just see what the world brings together. How that's about that? The thing
0: that I think is scariest for me is the the fraying that has happened in our society. And I mean, you you're now a U.S. citizen. Like, oh, you, you regretting that one? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you know, Jonathan. Honestly, I, I I try to stay not very political, sure. but I'm I'm a huge liberal man. I, I believe in science. I I believe in doing the right things. I believe in kindness. I believe in stop yelling at one another. And, and everything's so violent these days. And, and I think those things it's taken on,
0: on both sides, Kim. I I think that it's the extremes that are the that, that we have to stop magnifying the extremes and thinking that those are representative of. Uh, of, yes. of the ways to go I think that we are actually yes. as humans Much more decent, much more centralist And, yes. I, and, and much more caring and, uh, and, and I think A lot of this is a result of not being able to give people hugs For two years Is,
1: is yes. that too
0: simple or is that
1: no? That's not No, I, I, th- I, think, I, I think It's a bit simple but I think it's also A bit mm-hmm. true um, I, I think that for whatever reason the, These sides that are Drawn now are different than They've ever been in history when it comes to america the whole left and the whole right thing it's just it's gone so crazy it's got you can't even have conversations anymore with people politics used to be something we could discuss and and, and happily mm-hmm. i don't care if you're on the right or on the left i love talking politics but now it's gone so nuts with what people are reading and believing on the internet and so crazy with what people think kindness means or patriotism means it's so nuts now that I don't know if we're ever going to get it back as an American. I hope we do. I still believe we can. But it's, 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 it's pretty hard, bro. It's pretty hard. And that's why you know me doing movies and producing movies are going to be directing movies and you following movies and the stuff that you're doing uh, such a great job at and the Comic-Con's coming up. Most of those people are pretty caring people. They're pretty kind people. They're pretty artistic an people. Aspirational. And we need I th- I think, an inspiration. I think aspirational
0: yeah. is the way – that yeah. It's like okay, well, let's just aim a little bit more towards the positive and in the positive yeah, in I each other, and, it, and we might be able to pull out of this. Uh, some of the geeks gave have some questions for you that I collected. Sure. Uh, sure. Richard Sostada, he said, "What is it like working with Kirk Sutter and thoughts on uh, his recent exit with, I guess, Mayans or the project?"
1: Sure. Yeah. Kurt. Kurt's a buddy. Kurt's crazy. <laughs> That's Kurt's good. A very, very, very brilliant, dark individual. Um, you can't write the shit that he wrote or came up with a, without uh, delving in some sort of darkness in your life or darkness of what you read or have read or, or believe society is in that artistic, dark way. Uh, Kurt, no, no one did it better than him. Um, when it came to his exit on Mayans, I had nothing to do with any of that. I don't know what went down. I can only imagine what went, went, what went down because I spent seven years with the guy on Sons of Anarchy. But I was able to go on mines and be on mines and and bring back Tig Traeger, which was bizarre. (laughs) No, bizarre. Um, I still had my cut, my bike, my bangles, my knife, my tats, my necklace. I mean, I had it all. And so to, to inhabit that guy again and do those two scenes that Elgin James did such a beautiful job writing for me, really happy I could say hi to that world again. I'm... I'm not looking forward to the future of, or I'm not looking for anything from the future from Mayans, but you never know. Sure. We'll see where I'm at. We'll see where they're at. And uh was really glad to 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 go back as Tig Traeger. Pretty pretty fucking cool Yeah, we've
0: got a uh geekscapers named Big Yanks who loved seeing the Tig character uh character. Yeah loved it. Uh Brent Yay. Davis, how much of your childhood was like the song A Boy Named Sue? With the name of
1: Kim? Pretty, pretty, pretty much yeah. nothing. I mean... You're Canadian. I, like, they're I, nice. Like Kim,
0: they don't pick on people for having names like
1: that. Yeah. No, I, my name was Kim Coates, and, and I didn't even know that it was a girl's name until like grade three or grade four. There was a girl, finally, her name was Kimberly, and she came from another city. And I, I went home to my mom and dad, and I said, hey, what the hell's going on? There's a girl named Kimberly. Like, what happened? And my mom goes, when I was in grade 11, I read a book by Rudyard Kipling called Kim, and it was about a little Tarzan Indian boy, a little Indian Tarzan boy. And it was my favorite book. And I said my first kid born, girl or boy, was going to be named Kim. So that's how I got the name Kim Coates. And I guess I was tough enough to not let anyone persuade me to change my name or, or say, think there was something wrong with it. So I'm stuck with it. I'm kind of used to it I don't it think now. there was
0: anything wrong with it. And, and now, there now go. we, we've there got like go. the, the, the full gender spectrum and you were, like, who cares? Team. Call us whatever the heck you want. I, we're not defined by who our Christ. names. Nah. No. Um, he then goes on to say, hey, what was it like to coach the unbelievably talented Doug Glatt for
1: the Halifax Highlanders? We're talking about the movie Goon, of course. Goon, yeah. Come on, bro. How great <laughs> is that? I mean, I was, I was too old to play a player, but they offered me the head coach. and I would have done it for free, Don't Jonathan. tell Jonathan. Don't Jay Baruchel and those that. guys that. No, yeah.
0: Do you know Jay? I,
1: Have you talked no, to him? He was somebody she, who,
0: yeah. when I was doing uh, projects, oh, he yeah, love no, I, you. I love him, fucking. and he we we would cross. I had a, pro, a couple projects at Fox Hollywood Studios back when it existed, and I think wow. he was in there as well. And we always and the other person I always like crossed in the office, and people were like, "Oh, look who's just here!" Was Alex Winters from Bill and Ted, who's a great director as oh. well. Gosh, like you would love these guys. Love and I that. said, "Well, why don't you set up the meetings so that we overlap a little bit more?" Set up the
1: meetings. So I could just. I don't want
0: to work. We don't need to work together. I just. I just want to like meet the dudes. Like that's easy awesome. enough. But I, yeah, I like Jay a lot.
1: But he, he's great. He's really brilliant. He's smart. He's a Montreal Canadian fan. He loves hockey so much. He wrote Goon and gonna work for free on the third and Goon too. June yeah, the yeah, the season. third third one. I'll work for free. I'll tell him he said. Okay. That. Um.
0: Jim Pugnerelli says, "I want to hear about the last Boy Scout." Don't you touch me, and I'll kill you. My
1: first, yeah, sure. My first big Hollywood film, Jonathan. It was, I came right off Broadway, and and you know they, they discovered me. Marion Doherty, she's gone now, one of the great casting legends of all time. She cast me in that. The late Tony Scott is gone now, Sad, sadly, legend, absolute legend. And did you think I about him, him seeing
0: the new Top Gun? I couldn't. I couldn't. Um,
1: not, I haven't seen any Top Gun yet, but you can't I not think, not of, him, think
0: right? of Tony Scott and I. I, <coughs> I think Joel is incredible. I think he hasn't made a bad movie. Yeah, uh, and it, this movie is fantastic. But the whole time you're watching it, you're thinking of Tony Scott and
1: the- Yeah, Tony and Ridley both as brothers. Mm-hmm. They're both kind of remarkable at their craft. Um, yeah. So you know, I got to punch Bruce out. <laughs> I feel sorry for Bruce right now. He's yeah. going through quite quite a thing now, which is really sad and. I love him to death and I, I I think about him all the time and he's a pal and just a tough, tough card, tough cards to get dealt right now in your mm-hmm. life. But yeah, I mean, that was an incredible time for me and that whole scene, I guess they, they show that scene, Jonathan, at, at film class as to show young students of film how to steal a, a scene from a movie star. So I don't know, but Bruce always loved me in that scene and I, I think I know why. I mean, we were so good together and, I'll never forget. That was my jumping off board in Hollywood. It feels like it propelled you
0: for a long, I mean it's hard to return to the stage after that because I'm guessing you're getting a lot of work at that point and it goes on to the things like the Waterworld and the Black Hawk Down and and stuff like that and I got a question here about Waterworld and what was that that was like on that set because the set seemed like it was a ton of pontoons strapped together and I mean that's a tough shoot. Remember when that movie was getting shot, everybody was like this thing's were like out of control, over expensive. Yeah,
1: I was a little out, of, little out of control. I think, you know, Kevin came off, you know, dancing with wolves, all those Oscars. And unfortunately, he broke up with his wife, Cindy, and paparazzi was everywhere. And we were in the big island of Hawaii for about a year. I was only there for three weeks, my part. Uh, thank goodness. I didn't want to be stuck there all, all, for a long time, but I, I had such a good time. They could have cut those, that, that 12 minutes could have been cut right out of the movie. Thank goodness it wasn't for me. Just because I I enjoyed playing him so much, and Costner got to show a, a bit of remorse, his character, you know, trying to protect the girls uh, when he thought about having this crazy drifter on his boat. So it was a 12 minute scene, long scene. The movie was way over budget, didn't do well when it first came out, but it's a massive hit now. It's a cult cult hit now. Yeah, and I on I'll never. Can forget you imagine
0: it. like the that show was at Universal forever? The The Water World is spectacular. Yeah. It was just. Forever, yeah. And, and now you think of, now they're. I guess they just directly like, they just release like a director's cut of Waterworld, and people are looking at it. But they so they're like this they movie did. is a masterpiece. And, yeah. and what I think about is that what was that first movie that director did? Like when it was not called Wendigo, the one where they're in the car together, they do the road trip.
1: Kevin it, Reynolds. Yeah, I'm not
0: sure it what it was. It was, I'm it not was really like sure. it was uh, Judd Nelson, Kevin Costner, and they're young. Yeah. It's like. Early '80s, and it's just a road trip movie, like it's like a movie like Richard Linklater would make. And then suddenly, they, they yeah. like the dudes doing Waterworld, yeah. and I was like, ah, there may need to be an in betweener somewhere in there. Where,
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how they made that jump, but I do know that Kevin Costner who's a really good buddy of mine. He's super loyal, <laughs> man. He's a super loyal friend. If he's your friend, he's your friend. And I know that him and Kevin have had their you know little separation over the last you know decade or so, but. They, they, they trusted each other on that film, and it just was—it was too big for its time. It was too whack. It was too hard. The logistics of shooting on the ocean couldn't see any land. We had more tugboats out there pulling that tie, Moran, turning, turning it around, turning it around because the cameras could never face the island sure. of Hawaii. And I, and I, and I think that they thought anything was possible. Obviously, anything is possible. But the the amount of money and when the, when the when the when the the atome the 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 island when it sunk, and it destroyed some of the some of the you know some of the the coral the, the coral reefs there. That when the atoll sunk, that was really bad news. I mean, there's just a, one bad break after one bad break on that movie, and it just seemed to go on and on forever. And uh, now that's a cult hit. It's kind of cool to talk about, but it was a tough, tough shoot for Kevin and Kevin back yeah. then. Yeah, I mean, so
0: when are you going to be on this? Uh... This, this show he does in Utah this this Yellowstone. you know? I'm
1: not i don't know I'll be on that one. You said but he was loyal. I can't tell you what I can't I can't tell you what's happening. But it's not gonna be that much longer before Kevin and I. That's all I okay. can say. so well, We're just we're just wondering if like,
0: you know, it opens on Yellowstone. Things are going down. Motors <laughs> motorcycle rolls in. What do you think of this? Okay, a little <laughs> crossover action. What do you think? Of, little, no, just We just see this motorcycle cutting through, you know, Southern Utah. Not, happen- just a little, not well, happening. Not just listen, Just you- Be happy, patient. Let's let the fans think about this. Okay, we open on
1: Yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have any idea how many times I was offered a biker with oh, sunglasses? I said no. no to all of you. Them. Can't do it. And I finally. I said finally yes to the Mayans
0: because we're off right. Sure, infuse, but so that was that's cool. not how you push the 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 simulation is by doing the same thing. Nah, you got to push the edges. You got to try different stuff like this, like this neon lights movie. You got to try something like neon lights baby. It's not going to work for some people. And geeks I to tell you that when you watch this movie, it's not at first. It's not going to work for you possibly. You're going to get to the ending. You're going to want to revisit those pieces, like I said. So I mean, Good I mean, don't you ya. think like? This, this, this it, it chal- it's a challenging piece of material. Is that how you would describe this? I yeah, mean, I want to just be that. like, "Hey, you're gonna love it. It's like a Marvel movie. It's fantastic. Like it's, but but no, I think you all went out to design a
1: challenging piece of material, and that's exactly what we did. It, it's in- and that's exact and that's exactly what I'm talking to <laughs> Cause this 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 no seriously, this ain't no Spider-Man 28. This ain't <laughs> no Marvel. 29. Nothing wrong with that. This is called the. But- and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I'm in mm-hmm. those things. Like, are you kidding me? I, I love them all. Yeah, you, but this is called neon lights for a reason. It's a thinker. It's a thinker's piece, and it's very Al- Alfred Hitchcock too. You're too young. to know who I'll Get that out is, of here with that?
0: I'm not but,
1: uh, Alfred Hitchcock. He's one of my favorites. I was man. talking and, about uh,
0: Alfred Hitchcock today over hoops. Well, no I shit. was. I, I understudied on, wow, on Supernatural, and like the next director, the that. next director who was coming in to do an episode after after Bobby. Uh, Bob Singer. I was I was Bob Singer's. I was shadowing Bob, and the next director, John Batum, who was actually like you know he did War Games. He was he did he did storyboards for Hitchcock. If you didn't know that, yeah, insane. And I'm like, oh man, I I wish I could stay just a little longer to meet John (laughs) because I love War Games, and obviously like picking the brain of somebody who did storyboards for Hitchcock
1: is like I mean. He must have been a baby. He must have been so young. Yeah, there was a picture
0: in the office of Hitchcock and a few dudes kind of hanging around with Hitchcock. And one of them them was John. And I don't think I've ever told that story. I love it. Geekscape. I love it. I love it. Just like with uh, my meetings at Fox, I always miss the people. I'm always on the plane while they come in and I don't get to meet the person and pick their brains about stuff. (laughs) <laughs> but, um, yeah I mean if, if you've talked to those guys like, hey um, you know come on Geekscape and talk to these nerds I went on it was pretty inoffensively okay to be on there with Jonathan he's nice
1: enough Well, I, I can't wait to talk to you after like we need to talk about Neon Lights like two months from sure. now I need to come back on so we can I, you can tell me what some of your peeps said and what they're saying and what they thought of the film and what they thought it means and all that stuff because it's, it's a thinker's, thinker's movie yeah we sure. like
0: those around here you know, we still talk the Marvel stuff and then this and then that, but Please. we are going to. Uh, we also like to those people. You know, we like people to to think about this stuff. Hey man, absolute
1: absolute pleasure, bro. Thanks for having me, man. Dude, of course.
0: Well, Geekscape, um, the movie is called Neon Lights. It's on. It's out right now on the VOD. On the uh, what else? Apple, Apple TV, TV. Apple TV. Everywhere. Everywhere else. Yeah, you bet.
1: All on video okay. in video and demand. You and
0: you're not just going to get Kim. You're also going to get. Uh, his daughter, Brenna cook Brenna, my daughter. She's really good in it. Yeah. She's fantastic. Right on, man. So, dude, next project, we're going to be talking, all right? Can't wait. Thanks so much, Kim. See you,
1: bro. Take care. Bye, Jonathan. Bye, brother. Love you, man. You too. Beautiful. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.